You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 60 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Pacelli, and with me today are Vicki Stokes. Hello. And Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. How's everyone doing today on this uh, snowy, cold day in upstate New York? Speak for yourself. It's 70 yes. degrees in Dallas. It's gorgeous today. It's pretty warm here. And we have rain, but it's just light rain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here with like a sweatshirt on, waiting for my husband to come up with a hot cup of tea. <laughs> it's cold. Mm-hmm. In fact, my husband is outside now shoveling the snow banks oh so that God. we have room to throw more snow. That's how bad <laughs> it is. Shoveling the snow banks. Yeah. I looked out the window and he was shoveling the snow banks, pushing them further into the yard so that when we plow the driveway, there'll be room to throw it because there is no room. I remember those. I remember yeah. having main winters like that. Trust yeah. me, 30 years. Ugh. Yeah, we we were go we were doing really well, not having too much snow, like a little bit of snow, not that bad, no big deal. And the last I don't know, maybe three four years, we're getting pummeled. We're expecting yeah. eight to fourteen on top of the two feet we already have. I feel oh, your yeah. pain, Lisa. Yeah. I feel it. Snowmageddon. It is. It is snowmageddon. It's <laughs> awful. Snow apocalypse. I can't even say it. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah, that was, that was a fail. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Well, our last episode, we were talking about the podcasts we listened to, and we got some feedback from our friend Fitzy Babs on Twitter. That's his uh, Twitter handle. Uh, that's friend Fitz. And he sent a screenshot of the different podcasts that he likes to listen to. And there's a lot of them. We won't go over everything, but there's some technology. There's some sports. He likes the Mac Gist podcast, the Mac Show, Mac World podcast, he is also into Serial, uh, which the three of us also listen to. Oh, oh that, I don't know. Um, Adnan Saeed got, he is going to get an appeal. I saw Just, that yesterday. Did you? Yep. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a great list. I appreciate him doing that. That yeah. was great. Some boxing podcasts. Yeah. So thank you to Fitzy Babs for sharing that with us. And if you guys would like to share with us, all our contact information can be found on 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. So we would love to hear from you. And today we decided we would like to talk about some of the TV shows that we enjoy watching. Vicki, you have Grimm on your list, which is I, I also watch that. Do you watch that, Suze? No, I don't. I, I'm embarrassed. I don't watch a lot of TV, guys. I watch, I stream Netflix, but I don't watch like regular TV. Sorry. I, I know. I'm, I'm getting really quiet. I'm a little embarrassed. I, I just, I'm, no. I, I'm I getting more like that. I, I like I, I foreign, think, I like foreign TV series. I usually watch a lot of BBC, but I stream it through Netflix or Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, but I do have some on my list that are, on regular TV. Regular TV. But well, I don't watch Grimm. It looks kind of odd. That's why. Well, I think Vicky is more of a fan than I am. I watch it, but it's one of those shows that if it got canceled, I'd be okay. Uh, I love it. I, but I Vicky mean, loves uh, it's, it. It's, um, it's like American police fantasy a show instead of the normal police drama. Um, they have a little twist uh, where the characters are inspired by um, 
the Grimm's fairy tales. And the lead character, uh, Nick uh, uh, Nick Burkhardt, is a homicide investigator with the Portland Police Department. And I love Portland, so any any pictures of Portland is 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 uh, great for me. Um, Portland or Portland, Oregon? Oregon, and it looks so beautiful the way they film it too. That's another thing that drew, drew me to watching it. Uh, they're doing very good uh, uh, production of the show. So Nick found out from his aunt that he's uh, from a line of uh, people called Grimm's. And their sole purpose is to keep a balance between humanity and the mythological creatures uh, of of a world called Vesson. And which I think is supposed to be German for um, being a creature or something like that. And so Nick is supposed to battle against all of these different kinds of creatures. Um, and he has help from his friend, who's also a Vesson, um, named Monroe. And that's a sacrilege for a Vesson to be a friend of a Grimm. Grimm is, is like, uh, uh, you know, the, the Grimm fairy tales where people are afraid of the creatures, where those creatures are afraid of Grimm's because they're they a force to be reckoned with. Um, and he's able to see them because they, they walk around like humans. And if, when they're upset or angry, their face would change. If only Nick is able to see this uh, because he's a grim. And he has, this, of course, a partner, the obligatory partner um, named um, Hank. Hank. Um, yeah. And it's a really good, it's a cute story. I, I really like it. I like fantasy stuff anyway. So um, I would be very upset if it canceled. was canceled. So NBC on Friday nights. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Portland, Oregon thing I like because I like everything I do. in Portland. It's I my favorite Portland. city in the world well, yeah. besides Europe. <laughs> yeah. Last year, we did separate episodes on Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. So if you go check the show notes for this episode, we'll put in links so that you can get directly to those. So we're not going to talk about Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones other than to say, watch them. And also, speaking of Breaking Bad, Suze, tonight starts Better Call Saul. Yep, nine o'clock my yep. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to say, you know, after Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad is one of my all-time favorite shows. I absolutely love Breaking Bad, but everyone knows that. So, it's <laughs> it's it's hard to um, it's hard to replace that show. That's for sure. Mm. Well, one of my favorites that I started watching after the fact, once it was off the air, was The West Wing. And the West, the West Wing was on from 1999 to 2006. Uh, my husband and I watched it on DVD, and then when it became available on Netflix streaming, I watched it again for the second time. And occasionally, I go onto YouTube and I watch separate little clips from different episodes. I absolutely, I love that show. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those shows that you wish that mm-hmm. government would be like it is on the West Wing. That yeah. these are yes. people who are in it to truly better other people, not to what can I do for me? And it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. I mean, it, this is definitely a, a liberal show. So if you are a very conservative person, some things may rub you the wrong way. However, you do know that when you're watching the show that y- you can see how these characters are doing everything they can for the common good. Yeah. And one mm-hmm. thing I found interesting is Martin Sheen, both the actor and the character he played, because he played President Bartlett, were both very, very devout Catholics. But they did not let their religious beliefs get in the way of what was right. Mm -hmm. And there were certain scenes where he did question 
his belief in God. Just certain things happened in the show that made him say, you know, that really made him say, why are you doing this to me? And mm-hmm. uh, it was, the acting is really good. It, it, I just, it's well it's, written. Yes. Well, it's um, Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. It's an Aaron Sorkin show. And the last season is when he is basically the lame duck president, uh, President Bartlett. So it's all about who's going to be the new president. And it was Jimmy Smith's for the Democrats, and it was Alan Alda for the Republicans. Mm-hmm. And again, it was one of those things where no matter who you rooted for, if the other guy won, you'd still win. Yeah, because these yeah. were, again, two more characters who were the same yet different because of their, politi- their, their party affiliations, but they wanted what was best. Yeah. And it's just... It's a feel-good It's a feel good show. You watch it and you feel like all is well in the world, even though they're dealing with some serious issues, that somebody's looking out for us. Yeah. And you don't get that feeling nowadays. Yeah, I mean, we just just kept watching it thinking, if only. If only the government was run like this. Yeah. You know, everybody would be so much better off because you know the people that are working for you are working for you. Yeah, they're servants. You know, not to line their pockets. Yeah. And also watching how much they work. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable how much time. There's like, there's no rest. There isn't, I mean, they barely have time to sleep at night. Yeah. So I would, if you haven't seen The West Wing, I would really recommend that. I stopped watching it uh, right when they, uh, the last, doing this last season, I went and stopped watching it in, in reruns and, uh, and on Netflix and stuff. And I've seen, I think I probably have seen that West Wing maybe four or five times. The whole thing from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I just love the show. I yeah. really do. And and I rarely can watch the same thing over and over again. But there's so much that happens in the show. It's it's a very it's it's it, you get to know about how um, they say it's very realistic. You know how they actually the West Wing is run right. Um, and um, how they have to go about making policies and the, the kind of deals they have to do behind the scene and it's 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 very I'll be exhausted you know I could not do that job no <laughs> it's too much going on too many spinning wheels how do you keep track of what's going on and the, but it's and really the, interesting and the press secretary <laughs> just you have yeah. the press secretary has to know everything, everything. that the president everything. is working on yeah. Yeah, it's like how do you not only know it but be able to communicate about right. it, you know? <laughs> right? And know at what point in the process they are, you know, mm-hmm. how close they are to fruition. Um, if you know uh, there was a what not to say? <laughs> yeah, if there was a you know a major say a, a plane wreck in another country that had a lot of American passengers, you know, you have to know immediately how many passengers, what happened, where was it yeah. going? I mean, uh, it's just yeah. so much. Yeah, it's sort of like that incident with Valerie Jarrett where she went out and was saying, uh, talking about the Benghazi thing, and they were they were going on and on about her reporting what was told to her, and um, and nobody standing up for her. The, the, the agency that gave her that information should have said, "Well, this is our mistake," but nobody went around it. Nobody ever dealt with that. It went. It just kept going on and on about her. Oh, she didn't call it this and that, and it just. Playing politics with this stuff. This stuff is very important for us to know. And it's not a game. It's it's real lives and real people. And that's what really ticks me off about real politics 
And reason why I would like to go back, I would like to live in the West Wing, I guess, <laughs> the TV series. <laughs> the real world is nothing like that. And that's so sad. It could be. All right. Enough of politics. Well, for me, I've always been a fan of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and I've read Sherlock Holmes mysteries for years and years. And so when the BBC came out and did Sherlock, starring um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, who isn't his career just a meteoric rise? I mean, it's absolutely amazing. He's in like every movie that uh, it comes out. I haven't seen The Imitation Game, but my husband and son did, and they said it was wonderful. But Mm. I really liked this series because it puts a modern bent on Sherlock. You know, um, you know, they text. Uh, Watson is played by Martin Freeman, who played in The Hobbit, uh, Bilbo Baggins. He's another wonderful actor, I think. And I like the fact that, you know, he has just come back from, it's current, you know, it's very current. He's come back from, uh, he's a war veteran from Afghanistan. And he and uh, Sherlock get together but it's it's very modern. It's eclectic. I just I love the quirkiness of this show, and I love the way that uh, some of my very favorite Sherlock Holmes mysteries, like A Study in Pink and Rickenback Falls, they really, um, you know, it's not a stodgy series. It holds your interest, and I love the way that they overlay like text messages and what the other person's thinking on the screen. Have you have either one of you seen Sherlock? No, I started it. I just couldn't oh, get into it. Oh, I love it. And I love the actor um, who plays uh, Moriarty. I just, oh, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a really compelling series. Um, they've done three seasons. They had a Christmas special. And the fourth season, I think they'd like to do a fourth season. But because Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch have such, you know, um, big schedules, I think that... Uh, it's very difficult for them to get together to do the fourth season. So I'm hoping they'll continue a fourth season. So, but I highly, I really highly recommend uh, Sherlock. If you haven't seen it, I believe you can go, they have a PBS app on the iPad. That's a really nice app for you to um, go to, to look for different shows put on by the BBC. And I think Sherlock was on there before, but also uh, Netflix, I, I think, has it so you can stream it. I do most of my TV shows via streaming. Like Breaking Bad, I binged watch Breaking Bad. I like binge watching things. That's the best I, way. Yeah, I yeah. really don't have patience for commercials. And I really, my schedules is such, I you know, I just can't, maybe I have ADD, I don't know. But I can't sit down um for TV and just go through commercials. I rather just have it all in one shot. You know, it's what 40 minutes rather than an hour show. So, oh. but highly recommend Sherlock. Yes. That's a good one. I love this show and it's on, um, what, what, is, what is it on? Amy, uh, Bates motel. And of course it is based on psycho. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a it's a drama thriller, a television series. It's uh, a prequel to uh, Alfred Hitchcock's uh, Psycho, and it's about the life of Norman Bates and his mother Norma prior to the events that uh, that happened in in the film. And they live in this fictional town called White Pine Bay in Oregon, of course, <laughs> as opposed to the fair. Uh, uh, Fairvale, California. I think that's where it was in the uh, original movie. 
Uh, it begins with uh, the death of Norman's husband, Norma's husband, after the death of, uh, of her husband. And she purchases this motel in Oregon town and they try to start this new life. And it's all about the psychosis that's gradually coming um, for Norman. Um, he also has a brother who is so handsome. The guy that pays him, his name Max Darrock. He's so cute. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you got to watch it just for that. And Vera Farmiga is um, uh, the, the place Norma. So they have some really good actors and actresses on the show. You, you see how intertwined and, and inappropriate Norma and Norma, Norman and Norma's relationship is. And um, you really need to watch this show. It's really extremely well done. It's um, the picture's beautiful. Of course, they do a very good job of, of filming Oregon again. It's lots of twists and turns, a lot of shocking things that happen in the show. And you get an idea of what Norma, how she got to be the way she is and how she sort of screwed up both her boys. So It's, it's it. streaming on Netflix. I just put it on my list. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. It's like one of the best things that I've seen on TV in a very long time. Yeah, it seems it seems to me that it's it's not the not so much the uh, major networks like ABC, NBC and CBS that are putting out the really I mean, they do have some good shows, but it seems like it's the the A&E's, the AMC's, you know, the the other stations, the cable, you know, the more the cable stations that are putting out the really good shows. Yeah, really, really excellent shows. Um, However, shows that I don't think that. The net network, the major networks, would even have patience for because this show is building up slowly. It's not jumping into things the way they have to do to keep the attention of the normal network watchers. So, yeah, it's it's done very well. It's actually filmed in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. So that's another reason why it looks good. They claim it's Oregon, but you know it's actually in um, British Columbia. That's the same thing with Maine. Oh. There's an echo here. <laughs> Maine was the same way. All these shows that say they're in Maine, they're not. They're usually, yeah. you know, Wisconsin yeah. or Canada. Yeah, it's really too bad because yeah. Maine is pretty gorgeous. Yeah, I just wanted to correct it because I think I said uh, it was filmed in Oregon. Or, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Well, Walking Dead is filmed, it is, takes place in Georgia and it's filmed in Georgia. Yeah. You see that at the Yeah, it's probably the reason why I look so human and they always look sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Well, another show that I just fell in love with the first time I saw it was Boston Legal. And that ran from 2004 to 2008. And I, if, if you like James Spader, you will love him in this show. He is so snarky, but so funny. This, this is a show, it's like, it's a comedy drama because there are some serious issues that take place, but it is done so funny. There are so many inside jokes within the show William Shatner I've never seen a Star Trek in my life so I've never really seen him in anything this is the only actual show that I've seen him in funny he plays a character that you think has Alzheimer's because he's very forgetful and says things that don't make a lot of sense but he's actually a lot smarter than you would think he is but he walks around saying Denny Crane Denny Crane. He acts like he is the be-all and end-all. He is the center of everyone's universe. And all he wants to do is meet a beautiful woman and have sex. He doesn't care where. He doesn't care when. 
but he's just he's a riot. So mm-hmm. if you like if you like either one of those actors and you don't mind it being a law drama, comedy drama, this is definitely definitely one you got to watch. I don't know if it was a comedy. I watched it. Um, oh, there's so much funny going on. It's just I, I watched it a long time ago, but I watched it in reruns. They used to run it all the time on, on forgot the channel, maybe TNT, one of those channels. So I used to watch it all the time. I, I never saw it when it was originally on, but oh, I didn't I either. It we watched film. it on video, yeah. and yeah. it's David Kelly, so it's another yeah, another Kelly. another yeah. good producer uh, creator. Yeah. So Boston Legal. If you like James Spader, if you like William Shatner, James, James Spader. Yeah, I thought it was Dylan Mc, 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 No, 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 no. That was the practice. I think that was that was no. a different. Oh no, actually, that was the. I think that was the practice. This is a spinoff of the practice. I never saw oh, that that's show. That's right. I'm getting confused. That's I right. never. I yeah, both. I never yeah, watched yeah, that show. Yeah. But this is the a names spin-off. are confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I yeah. love James Spader. I love him. Yeah, yeah. However, I mean, we were talking about William Shatner. I was like, oh, William Shatner. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. It used to come on on CBS late at night on Sundays. So that's when I used to see, saw all of the episodes of Boston. Boston Legal's ABC. Um, no, but I think it was on, re- yeah, it probably was ABC. It was was on, was yeah, it was on ABC. Yeah, ABC, yeah. Well, for me, I, I people may laugh at this, but I love, I the one show that I do watch on TV frequently is House Hunters International. <laughs> You laugh, but you laugh. I like laugh. plain. I like plain house hunters. The one in the United States. No, no, no. I, no, no, no. I like plain house hunters. No, 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 yeah. no. I like international because number one, I love to see the real estate in other <laughs> countries. Number one, but I'm always looking for France. So when Mike and yeah. I ever look for a place in France, I'm calling up House Hunters International, and I'll say we'll be on your show because we won't whine. Nothing irritates me oh, yeah. more. But see, I think Mike and I have this really sick. Uh, fascination with it because we get so angry at people that want to live in Europe but whine over the size of the refrigerator or the or the bedrooms or the bathrooms. I mean, Americans, it's really interesting because Americans have a penchant for bathtubs. I never, I mean, very rarely do I take a bath. I am a shower person all the way. I mean, I don't have time for a bath. And number one, I hate wasting water. So that's kind of like my little green thing. But it's so interesting when these people have a budget, you know, and they go into these homes and they're not, number one, they're not McMansions or what they're used to. And I think what's nice about it, though, is that you see what you can get for your dollar in Europe, you know. And I know that some people have extraordinary budgets, you know, like $600,000 or $800,000 to buy Oh, in Europe, but many of them don't. I mean, I, and those are the ones that have really appealed to me. There's some people that you know their budget will be between one or two hundred and fifty thousand, and what they can get for their money, as opposed, you know, to the U.S. And it's really interesting. I mean, there was this one couple uh, that bought a place in France, and they had children, but they bought this gorgeous. I think it was uh, like a sixteenth century farmhouse, stone farmhouse, that you know. Um, and they, you know, they renovated it a little bit. And I think they ended up having, um, I'm not sure if they did a bed and breakfast or something with that. But I just love to see what people can do with that and how they, you know, are able to manage the renovations being in the foreign country. So I don't know. I love House Hunters International. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm always, uh, you know, checking that show out. So that's, that's just me. 
So Suzanne, when you get ready to go to buy your place in Paris, take my sister because she watches the show. She knows all the districts. <laughs> I would never live in, I, I mean, I lived in Paris for a year. Of course, I was very young and I au paired and I didn't have to worry about, you know, um, renting or buying a place. But I won't, I would never want to live in Paris, number one, because um, I really don't want to live in a big city. I really love Provence. Mike and I, my husband and I really love Southern France. Uh, he loves the sunshine and the mistral winds that come in. And I don't know, I just love the light there. Maybe being an artist or a photographer, just the light there and the and everybody's very laid back. And I just kind of like that um, sensibility, if you will. So, you know, Southern France, I'm very, very attracted to. And I love the historical aspect of it because in Southern France, particularly Provence, there are a lot of Roman uh, influence there. So, you you know, you can go to ruins and you can see old aqueducts, old bridges, uh, of course, Gothic churches. I, I love all of that. So, mm. but no, Paris, I would, I love to visit Paris, but I wouldn't want to, you know, have to live there because you get nothing for your money. You know, you really get nothing for your money there. Yeah. You just get the, so. okay, I'm in Paris. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there are a lot of nice suburbs around Paris that, you know, mm. And, you know, their transportation system is so wonderful that even if you want to live in a suburb around Paris, uh, you can get into the city pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I, when I went there, I was surprised at how easy it was to figure out how to get around, too. I was like, oh, this isn't hard. I, I thought I was going to have to, you know, ask It's really everybody. easy. Yeah, yeah. Munich was the same way. Um, and, and London's the same way, too. You know, they just have really uh, extraordinary subway systems that... Mm-hmm. You know, it's no big deal. You just, um, if you live in the suburbs, you still can get in the city in a reasonable amount of time. You don't have to deal with traffic mm-hmm. or parking. Parking tends to be the big thing, I think, in the big European cities. It's very expensive and it's at a premium. Mm-hmm. So, but that's my um, contribution for, you know, current TV is how centers in the national. <laughs> I'm just going to mention... The Walking Dead is, is coming back on today. Uh-huh. Yay! You guys, I don't remember if you guys watched The Walking Dead. I watched The Walking Dead. I would never, if it's about zombies, forget it. No oh, way. Oh, this is so different. It's not oh. just about zombies. <laughs> You're the one that said I have to keep yelling at. <laughs> oh. It's a post-apocalyptic horror drama. <laughs> it is finally getting good again. It was so Which blonde. is a euphemism for zombies. Oh, come on. <laughs> It's so good. It's all about, you know, it's survival. It's about survival. Exactly. And it's not just the zombies. You know, we're fighting each other. Most of the fights are amongst each the people. Right. It's it's who who could survive the people that are surviving. And that's a part of um, Rick Grimes, who's the sheriff that has his own group of people that sort of follows him. um, uh, Are some strong-willed people, if you met them in their everyday life, some of those people you look at and go, oh, gosh, you know, in the post-apocalyptic world, you'd be dead. No, these are, you would be surprised at the kind of people that shows the most strength. And that's what I like about this show. It's like a psychological thing. Um, looking into how we, um, we, can't, we cannot work together to get anything done in this country. And in the post-apocalyptic world, it's going to be worse. <laughs> so... I love the show. It's been on for five seasons, and it's gotten better to me, in my opinion. There are some episodes where it's so slow, 
But um, I think some of the stuff that happens, you it builds up to the bigger things that happen uh, in within the season. So, what do you think, uh, Elisa? It's 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 coming back. I mean, like you said, there mm-hmm. were some episodes that were just it didn't move the forward the story forward. At the end, I just said, and yeah, <laughs> I don't feel yeah. like I learned anything new. It didn't push the story forward. It was just more of the yeah. same. But now yep. it's. You know, and it, sometimes it, was, it takes time when you when you introduce as a character like Abraham. You know, it mm-hmm. takes time before you realize what his backstory is and why he behaves the way he does. Yeah, but then they had these whole episodes where they did do people's backstories, and some of those characters I weren't that interested in. But it was it was nice to know what was going on with them, and and then they had Beth, the last girl that that you know. Um, I hope I'm not telling somebody. Uh, Spoiler no, alert. Spoiler alert, she got killed at the end of last season. That's another thing about the show. They'll kill off anybody. You could be a big star, well-loved, and they'll kill you off. Well, I've forgotten about that. And then they built me up to like her again and to know her, and then they killed her. And I'm like, oh, no! <laughs> yes. So that's, that's, that's it's sort of like Game of Thrones when they killed the the father in the very first episode. Mm-hmm. I was tempted not to watch it anymore because I liked him. I liked him immediately. Mm-hmm. And then they whacked his head off. You know, what can you do? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I have to say, you know, post-apocalyptic things really, I don't know, I just get tired of them because I think what did it for me, did you ever see the movie with Viggo Mortensen, The Road? I was so depressed after no. that. And it made me think. I mean, it was just depressing. And I just, I don't know. I, I mean, it's depressing enough, you know, the like way... Like those Mad Max, it. those Mad Max movies. <laughs> oh, Mad Max, I didn't mind, though. I like Mad Max, yeah. actually. Yeah. But, no, yeah, if you ever see those. The Road, it's very, very, yeah. it's very bleak. Yeah, very bleak. It's a good movie, though. Well, Vicki, so you recommend Walking Dead. Lisa, what is the following? You have... Oh, oh I love oh, no. the following. Oh, the following. It comes back okay. in a couple of weeks, Vicki. Oh, it does? Oh, Okay. <laughs> This is one of those shows that I used to see commercials for mm-hmm. when I would watch uh, 24, which I don't have on the list, but 24 is another one of those shows that you should be watching. Them. Uh, personally, with 24, I think the first season was the absolute best, but it, it was a good show. It's also worth watching. But I used to see commercials for the following, and I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't know what it was other than it had Kevin Bacon. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. So... One day I was looking through Netflix and I was trying to find something else to watch. I saw the following and I said, okay, let me give it a shot. I watched the entire season in about three days. Mm-hmm. It was, it is so mesmerizing. It's yeah. about Kevin Bacon plays an FBI agent who had arrested a serial killer who is portrayed by James Purfoy. And j- there's just something, and I he, I think he is the perfect person to play this character. Very charismatic. He's very yes, because he's very charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. He's good looking without being mm-hmm. drop dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And in jail, he creates a following just on his charisma, and he gets people to do things without without threatening them, just by like stroking their ego. He gets people to kill other people because of his charisma. And he's, he's a serial killer. And he gets out of jail and he continues. And it's basically like a cult. And it's a cat and mouse game. So who, where oh, does Kevin Bacon come in? He's it? the FBI agent that is chasing him. Okay. And it okay. is just so... It, you ever watch a TV show 
whether you watch it for the full hour or you DVR it, doesn't matter. But do you ever watch a TV show where you look down at your watch and you go, it's only been 10 minutes? I feel like yeah. I've been watching this show forever. This is one of those shows where you look up and it's done. The yes. hour flies by. Yeah. It's, and, it's really good. I, I fell into it. I wasn't really, I didn't want to, it didn't look like something I liked. And I watched the pilot and then before I knew it, I was watching the whole series. I, 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 I like that. I like it a lot. Another one of those psychological things that's uh, thrillers. Now, did you remember um, last season, Vicky, when, um, what is his name? Jo- Sam Joker? Underwood? Sam Underwood? Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, let me look, let me double check. I think that's his, I'm looking on um, IMDB. I think, I don't want the writing credits. I want the, oh, it's not showing me. I want the, oh, here we are. I want the, uh, yeah, Sam Underwood. He played Luke and Mark. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. As an actor, he was he um, Sam Underwood in last season played twins. Mm-hmm. He played, oh yeah 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 he played yeah. the twins and they were two very different personalities. One was very outgoing. One was a little bit more inhibited. Wait a minute, that was the same person. It was the same actor. <laughs> you kidding me? He it was the same person. <laughs> yeah, he was. I don't. I, I'm. Just, I, why he mom. wasn't? Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, why he wasn't nominated for an Emmy? I don't know. He did a fabulous job he oh played two God. different characters like i said two different characters but they both had the same goal i did not know that yeah and, and, <laughs> and like and like the walking and like the walking dead <clears throat> if somebody needs to die they die they die yeah yeah and that the that, that guy um joe carroll is charismatic but he's sort of creepy too oh you know right? all i think is praise joe Oh yeah, praise Joe! I was thinking, trying to think of the phrase I kept saying. <laughs> yeah, praise Joe. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, it's definitely it's a cat and mouse game. It is. It's ridiculous. I, I love that show. I mean, I'm telling you, I did not expect to like it, but I did. Yeah. Well, good. if you like that one, you're going to like The Fall. That's my next one, and that has mm-hmm. uh, Gillian Anderson of X File fame. Uh-huh. She is fabulous in this show. It's a, it's another uh, psycho thriller type of um, uh, drama, and she basically goes to Belfast to investigate this murder of this young girl, and it's going into its second season. I haven't watched the first um, episode of the second season yet. I need to do that, but. You know, you were saying about, you know, when you look down and it's been 10 minutes, that's how this show is. It's really, really well done. It shows basically her point of view. You know, you're following her through the case and also the serial killer. So, again, she's investigating a serial killer. And at the end of the first season, you think it's, oh, that's terrible because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But, you know, it was an ambiguous ending. And I thought... Are they going to reapproach this in the second season or this is how it's ending? Well, it is in the second season, so I'm very happy because that was not an ending I would have planned for. But I would highly recommend it. It's it's very mesmerizing. Uh, she's a wonderful actress and she just really takes control of this character. She plays Stella Gibson and uh, I highly recommend I highly recommend The Fall. You know, it's it's on my yeah. list. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, and this is this is you said it is streaming on um on Netflix. 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 Yeah. Okay. Netflix. I gotta watch that. I never heard of that. One. I just put that on my list. Yeah, that's really good. I like it. Okay, my next show is Ray Donovan on Showtime. You, 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 one of you
Okay, it's it's written by um, um, Ann Biederman, and she wrote uh, stuff like Southland. If you ever saw that show on, on TV, no. Southland, it, uh, which was excellent. Um, it was on. Um, it, it was an NBC TNT series. It went on uh, NBC for a while, and then TNT picked it up, and then they canceled it. But it was a police drama, and I'm sorry, I. Not a big fan of police dramas, but this one was really good. And she also did NYPD Blue, which I never watched. So. Oh, I watched that. I never watched that one. But this one, Ray Donovan, um, is on Showtime. It's an American crime drama. Um, and um, it takes place in Los Angeles. And Ray Donovan is played by Leif Schreiber. Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And... Um, He's originally from South Boston, so he's a Southie. He works for a powerful law firm uh, called Goldman and Drexler, and he represents the rich and famous. He's like a fixer, um, a person who takes arranges bribes and payoffs to corrupt cops and stuff for the rich and famous. And um, he has a problem with his dad, Mickey Donovan, and he's played by John Voight, and John Voight is un believable in this role. Uh, he's so sleazy. I think he's the only person that can play this role. <laughs> um, they released him from prison unexpectedly and the FBI <clears throat> agents are trying to bring down Ray and uh, his associate. They're trying to use the father to do this. And it's about his family, um, Ray Donovan's family, uh, his, his siblings and um, and their awful relationship with their father. Um, it's really, really good. It's it's like almost like Sopranos in terms of you, they they are trying to you see the humanity in this guy, even though he's the most brutal person you can ever encounter. He tries not to use brute force to do things. He uses his brain a lot to solve stuff and to uh, to resolve issues. But it's he's. Um, I think it's better than The Sopranos, though, because I think it's a bit more. The Sopranos was sort of, um, I don't know if you could even relate to The Sopranos in, in certain ways, you know, unless you knew about the mob or whatever. But this is like this man in his life, and it's just he has to deal with the underside of Hollywood and how he goes about doing it. Um, it's really, really, really good. I love the show. And I don't know when it's coming back, but it's, it, it was picked up again for another um they've only, if they had two seasons it was picked up a, a dirt season so i love the show and they should i don't know i don't see where they got any awards they should have gotten some i know they were nominated for a bunch of things but i don't see that here anyway it's one of my favorites i'm gonna go old school now <laughs> i love lucy i do too <laughs> This show was on the air from 1951 to 1957. So we're talking 60 years ago. Wow. Wow. Any of us were born. Before we were born. And this this show still makes me laugh. And it does to me too. Yeah. It, it, and it's funny when you watch something and you, you, you see, okay, gallon of milk, 10 cents, you know, things like that. But the clothes that she wore were absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. When she got dressed up, she would wear some clothes that were just stunning. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the the dresses and the outfits that she wore. Now, naturally, when you see the predicaments that her and Ethel got in, come on, Ricky and Fred didn't know it was them. <laughs> you know, when they were in quote unquote disguise. I mean, come on, you know, but it was still just I still laugh 
And you I know, don't laugh out loud a lot, but what, this show, I would laugh out loud. So and, I don't, and you can recall episodes, can't you? You know, uh, the the candies one. Well, oh, where yeah. they're working with candy. Vitamin Benjamin. Yeah, when they go to California, <laughs> they drive. Yep, and then they take the they take the ship to Europe, and then they fly back. Yeah. And she oh, she wraps the is, cheese. She wraps the cheese up like a baby. <laughs> my favorite is the one where she said, tells him she's having a baby. Oh yes, I cry yeah. every yeah. time. I do too. I I've that. seen that episode. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times. Yeah. And I cry. I remember as a kid watching that time. show every day. It came on every day. And in the evening, and I, my whole family would sit down and watch it. I, I really like. Only thing is that is, young kids probably will get a little turned off of Ricky spanking her, but you know, it was. I don't know. That's that was the time back then. Yeah. Ew. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when she gave birth to little Ricky on the show, is the same day she gave birth to her son in real life. Really. And then I was reading recently that uh, Desi Arnaz, who plays Ricky Ricardo, and they were married at the time, was the first person to uh, start reruns yeah. on, on show and oh. to use and to use more than one camera. More camera. Yeah. Yeah. He was very innovative. Yeah. His whole, I, he, he, I Love Lucy was his whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you haven't seen I Love Lucy. Because she was a big star, you know, and you would think. That okay, she's the one bringing all this. No, he was the one coming up with the ideas. Yeah. So, and I watched her shows afterwards. There was the Lucy show, and here's Lucy. They mm-hmm. they were okay, but it was nothing. I mean, it was those yeah. were more to me. They were more, even though it was the '60s. They were more stereotypical kind of sitcoms where you've got the laugh track and yeah, you know yeah. the children <clears throat> say something funny back to the parent you know ah, ah, ah. whereas I Love Lucy I think was just a situational comedy and she would yeah. just get herself in these predicaments that you know are ridiculous but just the way she pulled them off I still laugh yeah. and like you said yeah. when she announces you know she tells Ricky that she's pregnant I still I must have seen that show yeah. at least 20 times and I cry yeah. every single time yeah. I know some of the dialogue I've seen so many times. And you know, another thing that is an indication that people really love Lucille Ball, uh, I don't know if you guys were aware of uh, Jerry Lewis making this comment that he think women was funny because they were talking about Lucille Ball. And he went, oh, I, didn't, I didn't think she was funny. I don't think women are funny. And the back blow that he got for saying that, you know, that she was a, a comedy um, treasure. You know, people love this woman. She, and she was a big, big star back then. You think Jerry Lewis was big? She was huge. Mm-hmm. And for him to make a negative comment like that, you know. Remember the episode she did when they were in Hollywood with Harpo Marx? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it Harpo? Was it, is Harpo the one that doesn't speak? Yeah, yeah. Yes. When she did the yes. mime, like a pantomime yeah. like with him, mm-hmm. that was incredible. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. So you got to watch I Love Lucy if you haven't already. Yeah. Well, for me, I went into mourning after Breaking Bad was done. So I had read a lot um, of uh, people saying that The Wire was one of the best television uh, series, you know, ever. So I thought, hmm, maybe I'll start streaming The Wire. And you can stream it on Netflix and or through Amazon Prime. I think it's through Amazon Prime. And it's five seasons. And I have to say the acting in this show is stellar. Oh, my gosh. I'm on the third season. I had to take a break uh, last month from it, and uh, I didn't get to be – I wasn't able to stream it in Germany. 
but I have to get back to, um, I'm, I'm on middle of season three, I believe. And it is just a powerful cast of characters. And it's basically what I enjoy about this is almost the voyeuristic aspect of the way that they film everything and the way that you get into the characters. But, you know, the first season deals with the projects, you know, in Baltimore and, you know, the drug trade. Um, and then this, every season is different, which I like too. So it's not, you know, the second season basically takes up where the first season left off, but it's a totally different, um, it's a totally different plot line. I don't know. Have you seen it, Vicky and Elisa? I the love Wire? that show. See, oh, every season, every season got better. The last season was the best of them all. So I'm saying, how do they do that? I we, just, you know, we started I, watching it. Now, this is what I had heard. Maybe you guys agree. We started watching it. We couldn't make it past three episodes. But we heard that the first season was very slow until you got oh. to the last episode of the first season. I did not think it was slow at all. And then they said it took right off. No, I didn't think it was slow at all. I, I thought that every episode, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want it to end because I was getting closer to the end of the first season. I thought it was fabulous. I love the character development. And I think that's the thing with some of these shows is they they just don't go really into um, – character development and the whole reason why i mean some of these these kids that were acting uh some in, of them were the first well, actually from the project you know that girl, yeah um, they were fabulous yeah. they were yeah, did the girl fabulous. that looked like a, a guy i forgot her character's name she she and so i loved it like i loved like like breaking bad i love the motifs like in the first season that orange couch remember that vicky that orange couch they always sat on that orange that couch oh um, yeah yeah yeah, I, you know, I, just, I don't know. I think it, it, yeah. the, the acting is superb. And what's really nice is to, is to see some of these actors that are now, um, you know, acting yeah. in other series or movies because yeah. their acting was absolutely phenomenal. Well, did you so know that, that a lot of the actors from The Wire came from Oz? No, I didn't yeah, watch some of the show no. Oz. And a lot of them, a, cu- a couple of them actually lived in the projects in, in Maryland when they were filming. They met these people and put them in, in these roles. And that they're, you know how they were, they speak in it, and sometimes you can't understand half the words they're saying. That's actually the way they talk in, in, in those projects in Maryland. So uh, they picked up a lot of that. So it's yeah. a lot of authenticity uh, built into this that they actually filmed it there. So, um, well, I remember, remember when they introduced Brother uh, Muzon? Um, and I thought he was going to come in and be like, you know, who is this this guy that they're all scared of? And he wears a bow tie and glasses. And I'm like, wow, that yeah. is brilliant. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I just and I love the character Omar yeah. too. He's one of my very favorite yeah. characters. I just Elba, your favorite guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh gosh, and I absolutely love Stringer Bell. I mean, the actor yeah. plays it is like, but you know, yeah, I just think, making it to a business. You think. Why the heck don't they do that in real life? Why are they shooting each other? You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think it's very well. I think the concept and the way that the the script writing is very strong, and that's yeah. really what appeals to me. Character development. And, oh yeah, I. So you know, I got to get back to the third um, season. That's what I'll be doing this week, I think. Um, but I, I highly recommend The Wire. If you're a Breaking Bad fan, you haven't seen The Wire. You definitely want to stream it. And I think it's on Amazon Prime. If I remember, I could not get it through Netflix. So it's HBO, so you can probably get it on HBO Go. And, um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you in a second. Well, Netflix, too. Netflix, you know, if it goes to DVD, of course you can see it. The Wire is only available on DVD on Netflix. 
Yeah. So I have to watch it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I I was pretty sure it was an Amazon Prime thing. But it's worth it. I mean, to me, Amazon Prime is worth it just for the shipping and to be able to watch the TV show. So definitely. Definitely. Okay. Mine is a show on AB again. It's amazing how, you know, these little smaller uh, cable stations are doing really well. Uh, Called Longmire. It's based on the Walt Longmire mysteries, uh, the series of mystery novels by Craig Johnson. Um, It's centered on Walt Longmire. He's a Wyoming County Sheriff. He returns to work at his wife's death, and he has his daughter, who's a uh, attorney, and they investigate major crimes in their jurisdiction. And he's campaigning for reelection, and that's where it picks off. I like this show because it reminds me. You guys remember McCloud and all those kind of mm-hmm. shows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where these, these these guys they're just like rugged and they just all about doing what's right, and they know their their town. Um, they know, and they may do things in an unorthodox way, but that's the best way to handle things in that town. Um, that's that's what I, I I like. I like shows like that. We have this slice of this is this world and how all these awful things happen in this little small world, and they got this one man that's going to stand between you and, and and justice. I like shows like that, and I fell in love with this. They canceled it on A and E, but guess what? Netflix is picking it up. And they're going to do uh, the whole series. So I love that. So I can watch it all at once and not worry about anything. So another series um, that uh, I think there'll be, there'll be season um, four on Netflix. So they got three seasons already. You know, Netflix and, did that with The Killing. Yeah. Where it was yeah. on yeah. A&E, yeah. I think it was, or AMC. Yeah. And then they canceled yeah. it. Netflix picked it up. Yeah. I love The Killing. That was good, too. Yeah. Yeah. I finished watching that recently. I'm not going to go into detail on these. I just have a list I've written down here of other shows that are, you know, worth checking out. When I in the '70s, I loved Happy Days. That was my <laughs> like favorite show until Richie left. Then when Richie left, it kind of got it jumped the shark. Yeah, I mean, literally, <laughs> literally. That, that's where that's where the phrase came from. When Fonzie yes, exactly. literally jumped the jumped shark, the shark. That, then it got a little okay. But I, lo- I think I loved Happy Days so much because I love the music of the early '60s. So I think that's why that was one of my favorite shows ever. Um, currently, I thought the music from the fifties. It it took place it took place in the early sixties. Okay, loved loved it. Um, Sc- Scandal. I think Vicky, you you yeah. and Vicky, you were you were the one who got me into it. No, I said that a lot of people like it, but it, it's sort of over the top. Oh no 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 no! Have you watched this season? Yeah, I'm trying it, to watch it. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. I it was that was another one of those shows where I was watching on Netflix just like watching seven episodes a day. I was like do, I would do nothing. I would just sit there and watch it and go for, I say okay, this is my last one. I'd go for the next one to the next one to the next one. Yeah, I I watch it just because everybody talks about it and I think it's over the top, but I, I if like you said about grandma if it cancels, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. Oh, I, I love Scandal. And then Orphan Black from BBC. Oh, I love that! Oh, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen that. Is the is the third season starting? I think April. April, okay. All I right. think. Yeah. I think yeah. it comes back in April. Yeah, uh, but that's that's. And if you don't know what Orphan Black is, it's about a character. Um, what did Tatiana? I can't think of her last name. But I don't have it yeah. in front of me. But the the actress plays eight different people, mm-hmm. and she plays. 
it's basically she's she's they're clones Mm -hmm. and these clones meet each other and even though she's playing each one and they interact with each other and sometimes in a full group each Mm -hmm. clone is a distinct personality so you never go through that well is she this person or is she that person you can tell by physical appearance which person she is because they're mm-hmm. like one is a stay-at-home mom, one is a Russian, uh, one is German, one mm-hmm. is um, uh, a scientist. So they're all different characters. So it's really, and she does. I love the guy who plays her brother. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's yeah. a, I think he's a riot. You know what? Why I watched it the first episode where she finds out about the other girl where she buys on the platform and yeah, and she takes over her life and when like. That drew me in. I went, this is, this is, what's going on? I'm trying to figure out what's what the, the, the puzzle of it all. And that drew me in. I wanted to watch the next episode, the next episode. And you're right there. She plays each one of those characters and they appear different and they feel different. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you can see somebody that's playing several characters and, they, and they're like, um, oh, that's her playing this person. No, you, it feels like. They're all different. Right. Characters. It feels like I think she plays yeah. eight different characters and it feels like yeah. there's eight different actresses. Yeah. That just yeah. happen to look alike because, you know, yeah. they have the same face, but, mm-hmm. you know, the hair is different. Yeah. The accent is different. The accent dress different, yeah. differently. You know, one wears dreadlocks. You know, the stay at home yeah. mom has, you know, the long hair pulled back in a ponytail. One's crazy with these long hair. Yeah. Right. That's the Russian. Yeah. The crazy one. And she speaks with the yeah. Russian accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's a, that's a good one, and another one is Six Feet Under. Did you watch that? I think it was an HBO show. I watched the whole thing from yeah. beginning to end. Yeah. yeah, I watched that on streaming, and I that, did not. I did not like the finale. You know, my sister in law was into this show, and she said, "You've got to watch the finale. It is one of the best finales I've ever seen." So mm-hmm. I get to that part, and I'm watching. I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, and it's maybe the last ten minutes. I, I agree with her. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. It wasn't. I, I didn't want to know what happened to these people. It wasn't. Like it wasn't typical. It wasn't typical. It wasn't your typical. And they lived happily ever after the end. I, th- I thought it was yeah. really good, and that's another thing that every now and then I go onto YouTube and I watch that again, just the finale. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, six feet under. They're talking about death. You're from, from you know. And, um, and there was their business. Yeah, it's about um, brothers. You yeah. see how they all end, but I didn't want it. Yeah, it's about it's about end. brothers who run um, a mortuary, funeral parlor. a funeral yeah, parlor, and it's about um, the, the interaction between them, their mom, uh, their, 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 their younger guy, sister. The guy that played Dexter's in it. Yeah. Yep. This is this is his pre-Dexter, and the guy that's in Parenthood. Uh, yep. Peter Krause. Peter Krause. Yeah. Is yeah. in it. Yeah, that was it. Was a good show, and um, that one good. I streamed. Pretty sure I streamed it on Netflix. Mm. So that's those are all shows that you could look into. I have others on the list, but we'll stop there. Well, I'll just synopsize these really quickly. I think if anybody loves um, uh, Henrik, oh, I just drew a blank. It's the Wallander series. Um, uh, Henning Mankell, sorry, and. I've watched both of them. I started off with the Swedish series, which I love the actor that played um, Kurt. And it's the Kurt Volander, um, the, the novels by um, Henning Mankell. And I 
I, I really preferred the Swedish series, but then the UK series came out with Kevin Brenna, and I'm telling you that was just as good. Very different, a very different feel from um, the, the Swedish Wallander. I always want to say Wallander, um, but both of those, I think you're you're able to stream on Netflix, and I highly recommend those. They're again very compelling. Uh, Kurt Wallander is a uh, Swedish uh, uh, detective, and you know, if, if you like the whole thing about detective and murder mysteries and uh, it's not really a mystery, but it's a drama. And I like the way they the Swedish series really developed his character. So that's really nice. Uh, the other one is Foil's War. I don't know if you've watched that, but that is a fabulous, fabulous series. And Michael Kitchen um, plays uh, Foil and it's based in the World War Two. And even though World War II is happening, you know, around them, it takes place in England. What's really nice about it is that it's it, it doesn't really pertain to the series, just just on the peripheral aspect. Basically, uh, the it's mysteries that he's solving because he works as a detective uh, in this small town in England. So highly recommend Foil's War. Doc Martin is another BBC production, and I absolutely love this series. It's really funny. And Martin Clune, his wife uh, in real life, I think, is one of the producers or writers. And he basically plays a doctor that is afraid of blood. He, he just faints at the sight of blood. It's really funny. And he is in this little Cornish village, and... Of Port Wynn, and the characters are just wonderful. I highly recommend Doc Martin too. And it's, I mean, it's gone on for quite a long time. I think they're actually may do another series on, on Doc Martin. And then Call the Midwife is another BBC series that I, be, I became enamored with when I watched it on the PB, uh, PBS app. And of course, being a former nurse, I just thought it was really well done. And mm-hmm. it's about a group of nurse midwives. Uh, in the 19, you know, 50s or 60s, around that time frame. And they work in East End of London. And it's it's just really nice. It's just, a, it's, you know, not over dramatic, but I think it's a lot of fun to get uh, involved, uh, you know, with the characters in that particular series. And my last one is the one that I am the most addicted to. And it's a French series. Uh, the English name is Spiral. And the French name is Engrenage, and it's put out by Canal Plus. And I've been just waiting and waiting for the new series to to see if I can get it. But what I love about this particular drama is not because it's Paris, because yes, it is. But I like the fact that it's almost like a Law and Order type of of series where you you get involved with the characters that are the lawyers and the judges. But also they have a strong set of characters that are the uh, policemen on the streets of Paris, you know, whether they're investigating a murder. But you've you basically um, they've developed the characters enough where you become, you know, really, um, I wouldn't say maybe enamored, but really involved with it. It's a really well done series. And I, when I was in France last year, I was hoping that I could you know, get the series, the, I think it's season four that we're, my husband and I are up to, or season five. And, you know, we couldn't, stream, we couldn't get that. But if you can see, if you can start that, the first series starts off really gory. Um, just to let you know that 
it's pretty graphic, but you know, if you stay with it, I think you might, uh, you know. But is it is it really like it? Would, they don't. It would have to be in subtitles, right? Yeah, but you know, I really like. They do have subtitles, but what's nice is that you know it's a good way to practice your French <laughs> listening to it because I'm telling you, there's so much slang in this. It's like, wow, are they speaking French? Because it's pretty amazing. I, but I, yeah, I tried to watch it and I, 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 it, I couldn't follow the French. Oh, at all. I love it. Yeah. But, Each um, season is very, and very subtitles. Different. I just don't like subtitles. It, it's sort of I don't. I'm not looking at the characters. I'm too busy reading. And it, oh, see, just, I like the subtitles because Wallander, the Swedish series, is in subtitles, and I mm-hmm. I, I like subtitles. I always have. Um, I I prefer subtitles to them dubbing it personally because nothing irritates me more than seeing things dubbed and your mouth moving and yeah and germany you know it was so funny because they had breaking bad that was dubbed in german oh it was so bad (laughs) walter white did not sound like i mean i just can't think of him saying say my name in german it just the voice was not right but no (laughs) uh the actress that plays lore um and spiral she's a wonderful actress the, the acting is very strong in the series and that's why i really like it so that that's my um, favorite TV shows that I stream. Okay. And, and let me just quickly say the last two of mine. One of Lily Hammer, I just stopped watching that. Um, and it's streaming on Netflix. Uh, it's Stephen Van Zandt, you know, the uh, Bruce Springsteen and fame and Sopranos. He plays a fictional New York gangster. It's named Frank the Fixer, Tapiano. And... Um, He's trying to start a new life in Lillehammer in Norway. Um, I guess he turned uh, state's evidence against some gangsters and he picked Lillehammer in Norway because he saw the Olympics there. And it's about his crazy life there. Um, they have three seasons. Um, I'm just on season two. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I think it's just ridiculous. Um, and then finally, um, there's a series with Julia Stiles on the web. You can only watch it on, on the internet. Um, I think um, you can see portions of it on, um, I think Netflix, I don't remember which one, but I saw it on online. Uh, it's called Blue, and it's Julia Stiles plays his mother with a secret, and the secret is that she's a prostitute. Her son and nobody else knows about it, and she has a secret life. And again, it's something that she, um, a lot of actors and actresses are doing. They're doing their own thing and just publishing and putting put it out there on the web or whatever. Um, and if you can't get roles, you create it for yourself. And this one is a very good role. It has three seasons, um, and as I said, you can see it on Hulu and um, YouTube uh, and Fox.com also. Hmm. Yeah. So. My husband recommends The Blacklist. I have to start watching it. He. Uh, he started doing that. He started streaming it and watched the whole first season, I think, um, when I was gone in Tucson last month. And um, he kept telling me, you have to watch this. So yeah. he, he my said husband I would love lo- it. My husband loves it. I tried. I love James Spader, like I said earlier. I tried. I just I just couldn't. It's, I it's, tried like three different episodes, times. Some of the episodes are hit or miss, but by and large... It's pretty good. It's very good. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to, Some of the episodes, yeah. I'm not really interested in what's going on, you know, but the overall story is pretty good. Yeah. I was right. very disappointed that I couldn't get into it because it looks so good and I just, I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. I tried. 
Well, I'll, I'll give you my impression after I watched the pilot, I guess, or the first season. <laughs> the, I mean, the first episode. Vicki, you forgot one on your list. Oh, I did? Banshee. Oh, yes, Banshee. I forgot about that one. <laughs> my, hus- my husband got me into that one. Someone told him about it, and he started watching yeah. it, so then I started watching it. I was bored. I had nothing to watch, and and this is a channel that I have that I never look at anything on it, and it's on the um, it's on Cinemax. The well, Cinemax, 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 Cinemax. I never watch anything on Cinemax, and I said, okay, uh, let me watch this show, and it turned out to be a really it's like a roller coaster ride of stuff that happens. Um, I watched last night episode. Mm-hmm. It was like a big shootout of the whole police station. So if you like right. drama, this one, and it just sort of, it's just a whole, the whole story is this guy got out of prison. Um, his name Lucas Hood. Um, and the guy that plays him, Anthony Starr, is so handsome. He's really, really handsome. That's, what, that's the reason why. I think he's Australian. he's Australian. He's Australian. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Australian. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it, the story said in Banshee, Pennsylvania, it's an Amish country. Um, and, um, he, um, Lucas Hood is actually the murdered sheriff. He showed up. Nobody had ever seen him before. And he happens to be in a bar when the other character comes in and um, is, uh, and uh, somebody, they have a shootout in the bar and they end up killing the sheriff. And he takes over the sheriff's identity and becomes the sheriff. But he comes there because he wants to meet up with the other people that were involved, with the woman that was involved in this uh, robbery that they, they were professional professional thieves, and um, to meet up with her. And it's the whole story about what happened while he was in prison. And but he takes over as a sheriff, and he's a kick-ass sheriff. Literally, he kicks ass. <laughs> and he gets knocked around a lot. It, it's like. So much action a lot. He gets this man is bruised and beaten up just about every episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every episode. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't always win the fight, but it is so good. And they have this Amish character called Proctor. Proctor. Yeah, he is just he's he's really a intense character. Yeah, he's the he's he's the evil one. <clears throat> he's the one who's into the drugs and the prostitution and mm-hmm. um, sleeping, with, sleeping with his niece or whatever. Oh, I know that with. was just like ooh, gosh, and uh, yeah, yeah. And, and she's becoming as evil as he is. She's worse. She's yeah. gotten worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite character on that show is Joe. Really? Oh. Joe. Oh, he's a, Job, Job, Job. Job. He's hysterical. Oh. Yeah, he's, yeah, 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 yeah. Job. Job. I said Joe. I said no. Job. Job is the yeah. computer genius that can hack into any yeah. computer system. He can do. Yeah. He can look up the, the cross dresser. Uh, he, he, yeah, he is an Asian cross dresser who has a mouth like a truck driver. Oh God, he's amazing. he is so they pull a knife funny. on you in a minute. Yeah, he is so funny. Oh, God. Yeah, that's... But if you don't like violence, I suggest... Violence and a lot of nudity. A lot of nudity, a lot of sex. Yeah. So if that, if that offends you in any way, don't even bother. Yeah. But if yeah. you can see... And, and the thing that's also about the show is people die. And it's not just the extraneous characters. It's the main characters. Yeah, they will. They you know, will. so Some you never do, know. They grow the like. They, again, they build these characters up and go... Well, I don't care what's going on with this guy. Well, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know that a character you see at the beginning of an episode is still going to be alive at the end of the episode. Yeah. Like last night's episode. 
I mean, right. a Friday night, Friday night. Typically. Yeah, so, certain people yeah. are gone. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say who, just in case you want to watch. But yeah, that's yeah. another. That's another. Well, good show. I, I, I don't know how I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. You skipped right over it. Oh, so, so I think the three of us could keep going on, but we're going to stop. So. We would love to know what some of your favorite shows are, listeners. Let us know. Uh, get in touch with us through Twitter or Facebook or the Google Plus community. Like I said earlier, all the contact information is at 3geekyladies.com. We'd also really appreciate it if you would give us a review or a star rating in iTunes because that helps other people find the show. It moves you up in the, in the, in the standings and then other people can find the show. So we would really appreciate that. So I'd like to say thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. This is Optimus Prime calling all Autobots. Prime to all Autobots. A new tech fan podcast has been released. Return to base immediately so that we can all enjoy the humans talking about technology. Repeat, Optimus Prime to all Autobots. A new tech fan podcast from Spotlight Network has been released. Return to base immediately. Immediately.